This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to lock on to your favorite college and NFL prospects powered by the brand that you come to know and trust, Destination Debbie. Welcome to the Elite Seekers Fantasy Football Podcast. Now introducing our host, the creator of the Elite Seekers Podcast. He goes by the name of Ben Eby. You can find him on all social media platforms at the Ben Eby. You ready to take flight? We locked on, ladies and gentlemen. Smash that subscribe button. Let's get them trophies brought back to the hotel. Here we go. What's up, Elite Seekers? Here we are, episode 20. We're back at it. We are almost here for this NFL draft, but you know we're going to continue to bring you what we have for the underclassmen here on the Elite Seeker Show, powered by Destination Debbie. If you haven't been checking out all of the shows on the Destination Debbie platform lately, I highly, highly, highly recommend you go check out the Black Box Show put on by Ray GQ and Jordan Richards. They're killing it right now, talking a little bit of sports, culture, life, all of it put into one show. It's incredible. So check that out via the podcast platform, check that out via YouTube, however you like to, to view things, listen to things, but you got to go and listen to it. It's powerful. It's, it's something that I love. It's one of my new favorite shows. So got to shout them out real quick. But you know what? We're here to continue to give you a glimpse into my top players from this 2024 NFL draft eligible class. I've already hit you with my top five quarterbacks, gave you a glimpse of my top five running backs. And that means it's time for my top five wide receivers that are 2024 draft eligible. And I'm hyped for this. I love wide receivers. For years and years, I have built my team around big and fast wide receivers. Shout out to Ryan McDowell, who got me started on that probably about 10 years ago. He was like, man, you just got to build around these receivers. They're going to last longer. You know, you're going to be going through running backs with these receivers. They're big. They can put up numbers. If you have elite ones and you compare a few elite ones together, it's going to be a special team. Now, I know looking at your fantasy teams nowadays, Wide receivers, it's deep. It's really deep. You can get wide receivers a lot later than you can get running backs or when you're in super flex and you can get quarterbacks. But I'm telling you, there's still something about having the elite receivers. I'm not talking about your guys that you can plug and play in the flex. I'm talking about the guys that are going to go win you games. And if you have a few of those on your roster, I promise you those studs will carry you. So let's check it out. Let's get right into it. I'm hyped for this one. I want to tell you a little bit about the traits I'm looking for. Now, I already briefly mentioned it, but this show is all about elite potential. So I am going after the players that I think could just explode. I'm not looking for that consistent guy. You know, you need to have some of those on your rosters, but I'm looking for that player that's just going to explode, has the potential to become an NFL talent that can win you weeks by themselves. So um, that that's just something to keep in mind when you're listening to my rankings. It's always been a part of the show, always will be. That's why we call ourselves Elite Seekers. 
but just, again, helps you understand why I'm picking the guys that I pick. So one of the biggest pieces, aside from obviously size and speed, I love that from a potential standpoint, but I'm looking at a player's release. Do they explode off the line and can they handle press coverage either with strength or footwork? I don't care how they do it. I just would love to see how they handle that press coverage. Are they able to just blow by a guy, you know, out out physical a guy, whatever they got to do to get started in that route and really become open early in the route. If you see a player struggling off the line, that's probably going to be a problem later on, especially with what we're looking at here. We're looking at a ton of high school players right now. So a ton of high school film. So first off, you don't see a ton of defensive backs coming up and jamming players at the line. But when you do, if if that's a problem, you know, this is something that is probably not going to translate well to the college level and let alone the NFL level if they ever make it. Guys got to be strong enough. And if they're not strong enough, they got to have the footwork. So if they don't have the footwork and they don't got the strength. Well, it's, it's really an uphill battle, no matter how fast they are. The you know, throw speed out the window at that point because they got to have a little bit of the technique or just overall brute strength to get through that. Now, it kind of leads me to my next piece. If you're able to win off the line, you got to be able to see separation and routes. You should see it early in the route. And that's why that, you know, explosion off the line is so important. But you want to see it at other points in the route as well. And if a guy, you know, can only go fast, you know, one way and, and he's just not able to gain separation. Hey, that's going to be a problem. These guys get bigger and faster across the line. These defensive backs are stud athletes as well. So you got to be able to show some separation ability in high school. And if you don't, again, it's going to be an uphill battle. Probably a guy I'm going to stay away from until I see some sort of development there. And once you can check those two areas off as far as explosiveness off the line or separation in the routes, then I start to dig a little bit deeper. And I want to see that contested catch ability. I also want to see that yards after catch ability. Those are two areas that are really, really important that, you know, just earn the trust of the quarterback, earn the trust of the offensive coordinator. So, you know, you'll see a guy just get fed 10, 12, 13 times a game. And that's because they can either get the short pass quickly because, you know, a team doesn't know how to block or there's just their offensive philosophy. And that player, that wide receiver can make plays essentially a running back out of the backfield, but they're catching it out of a wide receiver position. So you love to see that. It's kind of a new age NFL as well. These guys are, are really showing us what they have. And maybe 10 years ago, we didn't see as many of those guys succeed. Now we're seeing them line up all over the field and just become absolute monsters because teams are struggling to find nickel cornerbacks that can line up with those guys or they're struggling to find linebackers that can keep up. It seems like linebackers are getting faster and faster. And it's really due to the development of this wide receiver position and those yak monsters. And I mentioned that contested catchability. And you just want to see those big guys go up and get it. That's great for red zone potential and, and just really deep bombs. That, you know, if it's underthrown or whatever, the situation where the quarterback is panicking or, or escapes the pocket and, and has to trust somebody, they're going to throw it up to their big stud wide receivers that have that true contested catchability. You don't see it as much with those smaller guys, although you, you like to see it at least so they can compete a little more. They're just not going to have the size. So, even if they have a 37, 38, 39 inch vertical, you know, it's not going to be the same as a six foot three receiver with that same vertical. So that's big for me. And last but not least is definitely they got to be a natural hands catcher. You want to see them just have that ultimate concentration, be able to pluck the ball out of the air. If it's one of these big receivers that I really love, they got to have those huge hands. They just go up and just snatch that ball out of the air. 
and, and they do it consistently. So you see a defensive back, there's great technique, goes up, does everything he's supposed to, he's right there. And somehow the dominant alpha wide receiver just brings the ball in. So that's huge for me. Uh, uh, even the smaller guys, you know, running a route across the middle, just plucking that ball no matter where it is out of the air, you know, essentially put it in a safe spot right away and taking off up the field and showing us what they got with their speed and, and agility. So natural hands catcher, very, very important. It gets to the body. We see a lot of bad things happen. We start to see more drops. So that is huge for me. Got to be a natural hands catcher. So let's go ahead and get you started with my number five wide receiver. Let's hit go now. All right. At number five in my 2024 draft eligible wide receivers, I got Caden Prather, six foot four, 209 pounds, four star out of Montgomery Village, Maryland. He is an early enrollee, true freshman at West Virginia. You love to see Caden Prather being on campus this early in the process as it just gives him a chance to shake off some of the rust after not playing football his senior year, like so many others due to the season being pushed back from COVID. In his junior season in high school, Prather flashed his big playability early and often to the tune of 42 catches for 895 yards and nine touchdowns while leading his team to the state championship game where he put up 101 receiving yards in the loss. Prather showed off his athleticism and physicality while also playing defensive back for his team. Having been clocked at a 4.640 yard dash at the opening event two years ago, as a 16-year-old kid, his speed was evident in every single play that I was able to watch. In my opinion, Caden Prather is severely underrated when you note that he's the 38th ranked wide receiver by 24-7 sports and the 237th ranked player overall in the country. That's just crazy to me. This guy is way better than that, and I think we'll see that early. If Caden would have chosen Alabama, who offered him as well, I could see him being ranked consistently as a top 10 wide receiver across the recruiting services, but because he chose to stay closer to home, it definitely feels like he was slighted. The coaching staff has raved about Prather, and the spring reports are great so far, highlighting his work ethic, instant likability with his teammates, and the fact that he has already flashed his big play potential many times in practice. One of my favorite parts about Prather and what I think he can hang his hat on is his blend of burst and strength when he releases off the line. So two of those areas that I really like to see. Press coverage is no issue as he seeks out contact before getting a step on his opponent to go deep or just show off his physicality across the middle of the field on a crossing route. Prather shows a special ability for his size with the ball in his hands to accelerate and weave through traffic without slowing down on his way to big time plays very consistently. Now, when the ball is in the air, he does a great job tracking and he just really doesn't have a problem catching over the shoulder while in full stride, no slowing down. He's just he just looks smooth out there. Now, since Caden was so much bigger and more physical than most of his competition in high school, he didn't really have to worry about developing as a hands catcher. Again, something I do love to see. He, he did let a few of the passes get to his body because he could literally just box anyone out at any time and contest catch situations. Now, this is an area I'm sure will be worked on with him as he's going to be going against much bigger, more athletic players lining up across from him. But, you know, I I do believe in the coaching potential. And that's what it's all about is is adjusting to the next level with Caden's overall size frame potential that could see him add another 20 pounds easily and just speed. He does have the recipe to make waves for the Mountaineers of West Virginia and set himself up for really just a, a great NFL future 
in 2024 and beyond. Someone I'm really excited about and I believe is severely underrated across the board. At number four in my 2024 draft eligible wide receivers, I have the smooth operator, aka Troy Franklin, six foot, 270 pounds, four star out of East Palo Alto, California. He is also an early enrollee, true freshman at Oregon. Troy Franklin is one of the smoothest long striders I've seen in this wide receiver class. And he's fun to watch, just absolutely fun to watch. When checking out his high school film, he shows off a high-end ability to weave through traffic just effortlessly and with zero slowdown. He's always on go and just smooth with it. His open field vision is special and not only allowed him to stand out at wide receiver, but as a return specialist as well. Now, Franklin has some Devonta Smith to his game. We will be interested to see how Oregon plans to use him. And if they'll eventually look to feed him in the same type of way that Alabama did with Smith. But the NFL player that Franklin really reminds me of is a young Deshaun Jackson. Just from the smooth shifts and cuts in the open field to his, his return potential to just the fact that he is oozing with extra sauce at every chance he gets. He, he just has fun out there and he's going to let dudes know after he burns them. Troy just out there playing with the ultimate swagger at all times, and you love to see it. Now, Troy Franklin has plus plus hands, and pairing that with his excellent route running has just proved to be a deadly combo through his high school career, and one that should translate well to the Oregon Ducks offense. Now, we haven't seen the Ducks bring a truly high-powered offense in quite a few years, but bringing on playmakers like Troy Franklin, Dante Thornton, and Seven McGee, along with strong-arm quarterback Ty Thompson, could prove to bring back the old days. And just, you know, having another Pac-12 high-scoring offense out there. Troy Franklin is explosive. I can't say that enough. And he just can take the top off of a defense at any time. When you see Franklin hit the field this fall and show off on screen passes, stop and go routes, you'll quickly realize how high his ceiling really is. Oregon has a good one. And more importantly, one with elite potential. So stay tuned to the Pac-12 for this one. At number three, Jojo Earl, 5'9", 170 pounds, four-star out of Lado, Texas, true freshman at Alabama. Now, how would you feel if you're bringing on a wide receiver who runs a 4.36 40-yard dash, sub-11-second 100-meter dash, jumps 37 inches for his vertical, shows elite-level agility, and is a back-to-back Texas State champion in football. Pretty damn good, right? That's exactly what JoJo Earl is bringing to Alabama to pair with their absolutely loaded wide receiver class this year that includes Ja'Cory Brooks, Christian Leary, and my number one overall wide receiver in this class who we'll get to a bit later. So JoJo would have a great chance to be my number two receiver on this list if he was already enrolled at Alabama, but since he won't be on campus, Until later this fall, I do believe it could take him a bit of time to acclimate to the program once he arrives. Now, if anyone is set up from a skill standpoint to play the Jalen Waddle role, it is Jojo Earl. Jojo is as electric as they come and is almost identical in size to Waddle during his freshman year. When Jojo has the ball in his hands, his elite lateral agility is on display and he will probably leave you with your jaw on the floor. The way he can just change direction rapidly with or without the ball in his hands really allows him 
to succeed in just multiple facets and why I think he'll see early playing time at Alabama. When he possesses the ball, whether on a short pass or a sweep situation, he looks a little bit like a Reggie Bush style running back, just completely setting up players that break ankles and, and grasp at thin air is fun to watch. When he doesn't have the ball, he creates big time separation using that same change of direction talent to run incredible routes and just really cause problems for opposing defensive backs just trying to hold on. As a wide receiver who can also take the top off the defense at any time, you love to see his ability to go up and catch contested balls, even though he's much smaller in most cases. The vertical jump definitely helps him to close the gap there. While the ball is in the air, he also does a great job tracking it. He just finds it, looks at it, adjusts, then comes down with it, makes an acrobatic over-the-shoulder catch, or just plucks the ball out of the air in stride while crossing the field. This aspect really gives me Tyler Lockett vibes and is a big part of what Alabama likes to do out of the slot. Jojo Earl is a special, special talent and exactly what Alabama needs with Waddle moving on. Don't be turned off if Jojo takes a bit of time to get up and running full speed as he isn't there for spring ball and he will have some catching up to do with the current wide receiver room who did enroll early. Stay tuned for the electric Jojo Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions. And now they want to help you even more. With a Credit Karma Money Spend account, you can be rewarded for good money habits. Credit Karma Money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot and your Instant Karma cash will be added back to your spend account. Open your FDIC insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees, and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. And when you make a purchase between June 8th and June 30th, you'll automatically be entered to win $1 million. Right now, visit creditkarma.com backslash win money to open your free account and start winning instant karma. Go to creditkarma.com backslash win money to sign up for free and start winning. That's creditkarma.com slash win money. Instant karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. Earl. Jumping up to number two, we're going to talk about Emeka Egbuka, six foot one, 203 pounds, five star out of Stillicum, Washington. He is an early enrollee, true freshman at The Ohio State. Now, what can I say about Emeka Egbuka other than he is just an all around dude on the field? Emeka comes from my hometown area and hearing people talk about in the last few years, you get a sense of the impact he's made on the field. He's someone that people were making sure they went to watch every chance they got as he was routinely going to put up big numbers and highlight plays on both offense and defense. In his last full season as a junior, he put up 2,200 all-purpose yards and 32 touchdowns. Now, this included a record 18 catches for 163 yards and three touchdowns in the state championship game to go along with eight tackles and an interception. He really can do it all. Since arriving on campus for Ohio State as an early enrollee, he has turned heads and weighed in 13 pounds more than last recorded weight in high school, now pushing up to 203 according to the Ohio State website. In the spring game, he showed instant rapport and a great feel for the openings in the defense, no matter who was at quarterback between C.J. Stroud and Kyle McCord. 
Emeka finished the game with seven catches for 123 yards and showed why he was the number one overall wide receiver recruit in the nation. Emeka plays extremely fast and has good size and strength to go with that. In high school, he was verified with a 4.4 40-yard dash. And to be honest, he may be even faster now as his speed just pops on the film every single time you watch him. Emeka isn't just a fast guy when talking straight line, but he has very quick feet that allow him to come in and out of breaks and just leave defenders in the dust with great route running. His hands are also very strong, something I look for, and this shows in contested situations as well as acrobatic catches that he always made where he just adjusts his body to bad throws and able to haul them in with one hand time after time again. And he doesn't have like one one-hand catch. He's got several throughout his high school film. It's fun to watch. I know that Ohio State is loaded with Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson atop the depth chart, but Emeka has the ability to come in and take snaps away from Julian Fleming and Jackson Smith and Jay Butt right away. I don't see that being an issue for him, even though they both had pretty good years. Stay tuned for how this plays out with the kid from Washington State. He will be a special one. And now the moment you've been waiting for, my number one overall wide receiver in the 2024 NFL draft eligible class. That is none other than Ajay Hall, six foot three, 195 pounds, four star out of Valrico, Florida. He is an early enrollee true freshman at Alabama. Ajay Hall, as I like to call him, the bully in the yard is a guy with an elite ceiling because of his elite traits and the I want to destroy you mentality. Right away, when looking into Ajay last year, I noticed his mentality while a blocker on run plays. He would just engage the defensive back and seemingly dig their grave right on the field as he would drive them into the dirt and just not let them move. After the play was over, he would let them know about it and wanted every player lining up across from him to know who the true alpha was. When you hear Ajay talk about wanting to be the best to ever do it, he explains why he chose Alabama. He mentions how he loves Julio's alpha mentality and the way he physically dominates in all aspects of the game. Ajay lived up to that as well, deciding to commit to Alabama and enroll early. When I watched Ajay Hall, I knew he was going into a completely loaded wide receiver room in class, but he kept giving me DK Metcalf vibes, the way he just used raw strength and speed to win every play but also how he wanted to work hard and really try to unlock all of those traits. When you see him shift gears and really turn on that speed with his long strides, it just screams elite out of this world potential. If you were lucky enough to check out Alabama spring game, then you saw some amazing body control on Hall's catches as he brought in four of them for 72 yards. After the game, Saban said, he's someone we think has a lot of potential. He makes a lot of contested catches. He's got great size. He's got some really explosive speed. He had a really good spring. To hear Coach talk about his size and use the words explosive speed the year after coaching Devonta Smith and Jalen Waddell, pretty exciting. Now, I know Alabama has brought in Ja'Cory Brooks and JoJo Earl and Christian Leary to go along with the incumbents, but Ajay Hall has top first half of the first round talent and future all pro written all over i'm looking forward to this journey more than any receiver in a long long time and you should be too i promise you find a way to get a jai hall on your team roster him 
He is going to be a star. And I promise you the mentality is all there. You know, barring some unforeseen circumstances, this dude is it. He's got the it factor. I love to see it. I love the landing spot at Alabama. Gonna have to compete every day just to get touches. And that's going to only help him in the long run. Now it's time to jump into the quote of the show as I've given you now my top five wide receivers today. And I hope that helps you out a little bit. There's definitely some studs that I left off. The wide receiver class is deep yet again. Top 10 has some guys with some great potential. And you'll hear me talk more about them as shows go on. So uh, let's jump into this quote of the show. I wanted to pick one from an influential female athlete this time around because this week we saw some crazy, crazy stuff. You know, it's something that's unfortunately part of the sports world way too often. It has been for a long time, but uh, we saw it flare up in the fantasy football community where some dudes have some really, really gross things to say to the ladies out there. And and some of these ladies are, are brave enough to go out and talk about it. So I wanted to go and uh, find somebody that was extremely influential in the sports world from a female standpoint and give you a quote from there. So we're going to go with Serena Williams. She says, when you lose, you get up, you make it better, you try again. So powerful, no matter if you're in sports or your work life or your family life, whatever it is. There's challenges. You're going to take L's. You're going to take losses. Learn from them. Get up. Get better. Go again. Never quit. Be relentless. All that. Okay. So I appreciate you guys. This was episode 20 already. And hey, NFL draft is right around the corner. So make sure you're locked in to Destination Debbie. We're going to keep bringing you the heat this week. It's going to be a fun one. I'm excited for this year. Appreciate you guys. That's all for now. Elite Seekers out. Elite Seekers out.